welcome to GoodBuddy's Market Pulse update for 22nd of March 2021. Every Monday, we provide a concise overview of the key themes driving financial markets. We're joined today by Senior Research Analyst Frank Murray. Good morning, Frank. A couple of big news items, uh, I suppose, last week. Um, one of them really being the, the big increases we're seeing in, in COVID cases across Europe. Can you just talk about that a little bit, Frank, and, and what that means for, for markets and indeed investment decisions? Yeah, good morning, Sarah. So I think uh, you're right. We, we have certainly seen a rising number of cases in Europe uh, over the last couple of weeks. And, and with that, we've seen more stringent measures introduced. But, but for us, you know, we're, we're taking it as a, as more of a delay in terms of the growth. It's, it's not going to derail that, that recovery story. So the key for us has really been uh, the vaccine front. And, and, you know, I don't want to get too caught up in, in the noise that we've seen kind of this morning between the UK and Europe and even over the weekend. But, but instead, you know, just focus on the general trend within the vaccine rollout. So in, in Q1, it's expected that 90 million uh, Europeans will receive, uh, you know, a vaccine shot and 280 million in the second quarter and then reaching 500 million in the third quarter. So, so overall, the trend is good. Yes, we will have bumps along the way, but they won't derail the recovery. And then I suppose we also had this really all important Fed meeting midweek last week. Can you just talk us through, um, again, the big highlights for that? Sure. So I, I think the key message from the Fed is, is that they're going to be reactive to the actual economic data and not base their policy on forecasts. And, and that means the economy could run a little bit hot for a while. I, I think anytime we're talking about the Fed, it's, it's really important to, to kind of go back to their mandate. So the Fed are mandated to uh, achieve maximum employment and maintain stable prices, which is, which is average inflation of around 2%. So, so on the maximum employment, you know, they will look at a very broad range of measures, but just to give you a sense, they see that as roughly 4% unemployment and, and we're currently at 6.2%. So we still have a still, we still have a good bit way to go in order for them to achieve that. Uh, the second thing is then, when the Fed define maximum employment, they define it as broad-based and inclusive. So the minority groups in the U.S., we've seen, uh, you know, we've seen them be hit really hard by this pandemic. And the Fed will need to see the unemployment rate in these cohorts move much lower before adjusting their policy. Secondly, then on inflation. So, yes, the Fed are expecting a short term bounce in, in the year, year on year numbers with regards to inflation as we, we annualize those weak numbers from last year. And as well as that, the reopening of economy should produce some inflation pressures. But ultimately, the Fed will need to see it sustained before they even think about reducing their support. So, you know, when we take that all together, it means, you know, they currently forecast interest rates to stay on hold through 2023 and they continue to expand their balance sheet by about $120 billion per month, which is a massive support to the bond market. Of course, these expectations of policy could change and the economic, if the economic data warrants it. But the point is that they will wait patiently to see the actual data rather than change their policy based on forecasts. And we have uh, bond yields rising. Uh, what, what does that mean for, for, for listeners? Yeah, well, look, bond yields have been moving higher because of better growth expectations this year. Uh, and when, when the Fed, Fed Chair Jerome Powell was questioned on that last week, you know, he didn't try to talk down those yields because like us, he believes the moves have been relatively orderly. And the key for them is 
that they stand ready to act should they feel that they become disorderly. Uh, the key for them really is actually whether financial conditions begin to tighten and, and so far we haven't seen that. I, I think it's worth saying that on the growth front, the Fed increased their growth forecast this year from 4.2%, which they were projecting in December, to 6.5% based on their you know projections that we got last week. And, and, and this really doesn't come as a surprise. So we've seen from many economic forecasters, you know, and indeed ourselves, uh, that, that those forecasts are being revised up since the start of the year. All it does really is that it reinforces the point about those higher bond yields and those higher bond yields being justified because of that higher growth outlook. Great, Frank. Thank you for that. And, and I suppose just taken all together, uh, are there any changes uh, to portfolios or, or how are we positioning portfolios in, in this context? Well, I think the higher bond yields, as I say, are being driven by the higher growth outlook. In a higher growth environment, equities tend to do well. All client portfolios are obviously uh, going to be very different. And, you know, I would say to, to talk to your, talk to your portfolio manager or advisor, uh, before kind of implementing any changes. But, but right now, you know, in a portfolio where we would typically have uh, a sort of 75% allocation to equities and 25% to bonds, we're looking more at kind of like 80 to 82% in equities and about 18 to 20% in bonds. So that's, that's the kind of general asset split of client portfolio. In terms of within those asset classes then, so on the fixed income front, we had my colleague Nevo Leary discuss this in detail last week on the market pulse in terms of what we're doing. So we're trying to take advantage of the higher interest rate differential between the US and Europe. So so right now, the, the there's a large differential between you know, the US 10-year bond yield, for example, and the German 10-year bond yield. And we're looking to take advantage of that yield differential. Mm. We're looking to do it on a hedged basis because we don't want to, to take on currency risk. We've seen, you know, currency risk, if you don't hedge it, can potentially wipe out all the returns you get from bonds. And then finally, just within our equity exposure, we do have more exposure to cyclical sectors uh, as they tend to perform better in periods of economic growth. We're unlikely to increase that allocation right now, but we're more looking at the mix within those cyclical sectors. Uh, and then in terms of the growth sectors of the market, so they have underperformed recently with, with rising yields, as, as you'd expect. And, and you would need to, to see a bit of a leveling off in, in bond yields before we'd, we'd look to increase any allocation, I think, to those growth sectors. Frank, thank you very much for all that. That concludes this week's episode of Market Pulse. For further news and analysis on markets, financial planning and investments, please go to gobbity.ie forward slash insights.